0: The Pro Tools Expert Podcast with Russ Hughes, Dan Cooper and Julian Rogers.
1: Well, good evening. Welcome to Pro Tools Expert Podcast 310. It's March the 12th, 2018. I'm Russ Hughes. I'm Dan Cooper. And I'm Julian Rogers. Julian deals for this month. Production
2: Expert has teamed up with Pro Sound Effects to offer a one-off exclusive bundle deal, the Cinematic Sound Effects Bundle, combining three sound effects libraries by the masters of sound effects, Ann Krober and Alan Splett, with an exclusive discount of over 30%. This bundle is totally exclusive to Production Expert, so get it before it's gone. In modern vocal production, timing's everything. With that in mind, we're featuring this partner deal throughout March on the time alignment software Vocaline Project 3. Until the end of March 2018, Synchro Arts are offering a 30% discount on all new licenses and upgrades, making their Vocaline Project 3 available for the lowest price it's ever been in its 20-year history. You can also check out the rest of the deals from our partners in the Partner Deals section on the Deals page.
1: Good, let's go to some talking points. This is sponsored by our friends at Universal Audio. Good morning, children. This is Fab Dupont, the Pro Tools Expert podcast. Talking points are brought to you with the support of Universal Radio.
0: Looking to get that big analog console sound from your in-the-box mix? Well, if you buy and register any new UAD-2 DSP Accelerator between January the first. And March 31st, 2018, you'll get the world's most authentic Neve API, SSL and UA console emulation plugins for Mac and Windows with a value of up to $1,196, absolutely free as part of the UAD Classics console plugin promotion. Click the link in the podcast notes for more info.
1: Okay, so first talking point this week is that Avid announced Pro Tools 2018.3, not long after... The original release, so they they're keeping their promises. Uh guys, it's it's quite quite a bug fix. It's, well, it's a, a bug, bug fix, fix basically isn't it? it? Is.
0: Yeah. It's not the longest of uh, lists either. Um nothing on this list uh fixes anything in my Pro Tools workflow. But if I'm honest, there's nothing broken in it. Um in the version I'm using, which is just uh twenty eighteen point one. Um Julian
2: um, absolutely, I look down the bug fix list, and I mean, so, some of them are so specific. I mean, mm. we get this, uh, we get this kind of uh, um, comments that you know, Avid need to sort out the bugs. And admittedly, if you have a persistent bug that's bothering you every time you use Pro Tools, of course, that's going to drive you spare. But everything's good for me at the moment. I say, you know, touching anything woods close by, but. um I was looking at some of them and some of them are so specific that you really yeah. you really can't call While it out control not spotting C. it.
1: <laughs> While pressing control C with one leg in the air, yeah. and exactly. a full moon. Uh, totally. It can cause Pro Tools to crash. Yeah.
2: And it's like you're only gonna find that when it's in the in the wild. But good on them for doing it. Am I right in thinking that point three means March?
1: Is that how it looks like it's going? There wasn't a two. The two was Windows, wasn't it? Oh. Okay. 2018.1 was Mac, 2018.2, in my understanding, was Windows. Ah, and that's... Pro Tools 2018.3 is, I think, a fix for both. Uh, stand by for that clarification. I do, I do, I don't know. Avid kind of can't win, can they? No. Because <laughs> if, if they bring out a release that's full of features, people say, why don't they fix the bugs? And if they bring out a, a release full of bug fixes, they say, why can't they uh, give us more features? So, it's kind of a, a no win. And I did kind of, as I say, I don't know if you saw my little comment in it, because I did get slightly tired of the kind of people who are a bit snarky when people are struggling with bugs and say, oh, the only thing wrong is probably your plugins. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Pro Tools. There are no bugs. And so I just put the comment, well, why is there a bug fix list? Why don't they just put a list of plugins that don't work with it instead? So, it did. <laughs> It did kind of make me chuckle at that, that. So, yeah. Yeah, Pro Tools 12.8. Uh, oh, hang on. Two, 2018. Uh, I'm just looking here. Two thousand eighteen one was Mac and Windows. Oh, the, they seem to have jumped yeah perhaps they do perhaps it is the month it comes out time will tell okay
2: i mean the windows release would have passed me by so uh so you, uh, that could have been true but yeah okay it's um that i like the system so in that case hopefully we'll see we'll see uh up to point twelve, and then that'll be it so
1: yeah well no, it would make more sense wouldn't it than the old point releases that we used to get
0: yeah they're a little bit random weren't they uh once upon a time uh but the, but the list of uh, the bug lists used to be a lot longer uh, because we had to wait for them so I like well, this. if
1: they're doing them on a raw or regular basis then as I say they can just give you shorter lists and get them done done in, in a more expedite uh, expeditious fashion is the word expeditious is the word I was looking for there hmm. i'll
0: tell you what there is one uh, bug that I really really wish they would fix it's that um instrument uh track bug um you load up a session from Oh, I don't know. Maybe an old session could be a session you're working on the day before. This doesn't always happen, but you know, it does. And, uh, the instrument track is grayed out and you have to make another mm-hmm. instrument track and copy across your VI and all that sort of stuff. That's a real pain.
2: Uh, would really like, I've not had that one. Oh, no, I suppose is
0: it, it grayed is out? More... Cause it does, is it grayed out? Cause there's no VI selected. Is no, it what is it that thing? Yeah, no, it's like I've been working on a session. I've got a VI, um, on inserted on an instrument track. I've got MIDI. It was all working, close Tools, turn the Mac off, come back to it another day whenever, and uh yeah, it'll just be grayed out as though it's been made inactive um and then you, you can't make it active again, it's just you know computer says no, so you make another uh a new fresh instrument track and drag the VI across and just drag the MIDI down and everything's uh hunky dory um. I'd really like that bug to be fixed.
1: Oh, I don't know that one. I know one where it used to grey out because it thought there was no instrument selected and you'd have to reinsert the plugin and then it would work again. No. Uh, that was in an older version of Pro Tools.
2: The only one that I've had, and I mean, again, i say, you know, um, luckily, because uh, this could change any time, is... Uh, in 2018, I've had, I've had some assertion errors and I've just kind of had to do a press dump. This is kind of low level stuff, but it did make me, it did make me think that it had been an awful long time since I'd dumped my prefs, which is kind of weird because that's something I used to do all the time. So, uh, it's sort of testament to how well it's holding up. Although when you do that, if you haven't got them backed up and my, it's pretty basic what I do. I don't tend to back up my prefs because there's not very much going on there. But uh, it's one of those things where you work through it and they present themselves as you go, so for example, custom clip game stuff and uh and you know uh yeah, just the little things that you set up every time you do it. um It'd been a long time since I'd done it. I'd forgotten those little tweaks, so uh, that's kind of all saying you know Pro Tools is behaving itself well at the moment
0: I agree no I agree I I actually um, stated that in one of my posts recently I think it was my um, studio gear tour Um, and I said Pro Tools is you know absolutely peachy at the minute I haven't had any problems for quite a while Um, and then lo and behold had a client uh, last week on Thursday and it was being a pig all day that's karma for you Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got you've got, you got,
1: you got, you got, m- you got money to make and deadlines to That's make. It. That's always the way yeah. I have to say though perhaps I'm just getting old but I'm not one of these people that, that thinks everything's a bug all the time somethings sometimes something happens in software and I just think oh I don't know what's happened today uh, and I don't immediately jump on a forum and tell everybody I found a bug uh because it can be anything it can as I as say it can be the plugin sometimes it can, I just think oh, I've just done something wrong or uh, or as I say it's the wrong date. Uh, perhaps I'm just too busy to get on forums and moan about stuff, but, but I just need I just reboot stuff and stu- carry on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, there is that thing about about who is it who's making the most noise? And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's always the person for whom it's not working that makes the noise. So it gives this impression that everything's terrible. All the people it's working for fine aren't saying anything.
1: Yeah, are just
0: ploughing on regardless, aren't they? You know, uh, what?
2: self-selecting uh, um, self-selecting population.
0: I've just remembered a a time um, when I really struggled with Pro Tools. It was Pro Tools 10 and I just got HDX, so spent a bit of money on it. And it it was really buggy, really just a crap release uh, and looking back on that. And I really struggled and I had clients in, the thing wasn't working. I was going back to my old 003 just to, you know, get work done. Um, And I, I was, making some noises in the dark, not many, um, because everyone else was as well. But oddly enough, that's when I come across this website called Pro Tools Expert. Um, And I realised that this was the place to actually talk to other people uh, in a civilised manner. And then I worked out that everyone else is struggling with this version of Pro Tools. And we've all got the same sort of bugs and this, that and the other. Yeah, sorry, just a bit of a deja vu talking about bugs, really. And that era
1: wasn't 10 the 32 bit bodge wasn't it the one yeah. where they
0: did things like the disk
1: caching you know, yeah. and stuff like that and uh delay compensation and it was the one that did
2: RTAS and AAX as well which
0: yeah yeah it was a bridging kind of uh release wasn't it it was like we just we're going to walk away from 32 bit and go towards something else but here's here's an AAX format and then yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it
2: was the last one that had that played with TDM systems, yeah. so it stuck around a long
0: time. Oh, it did, one. yeah. Okay, let's move along to another talking point. Uh, Russ, you wrote this, your amazing studio gear can't make up for a talent <laughs> Defic- deficit. Well, um, yeah, cool read That's this. easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice article, nice article. Like the way you uh, sort of drew parallels to photography um, to make your point. It's uh, very true. It's very true talent first. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing. As I say, if
1: people just get, if, if people realize the fundamentals of, of as I say, if you've ever worked with a decent DOP when you've done a video shoot, I've had a, i have had a know it was it, that, that whole article was born out of several events that have recently happened to me where somebody sent me some footage because they, they said they could do it instead of having our team do it. And then I spent a lot of time in edit making that footage look good. Uh, and lots of other things. And I, j- I just know that when I've worked with, a, I I've re- I recently did a, re- a couple of interviews with artists for, 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 for brands, and uh, the DOP will get the whole shot set up and lit properly. Then when you go back to edit, there's no grading to do, there's no fixing to do, it's just right. And I thought, you know what, it's the same with audio. If you get a really good recording engineer that gets stuff right when it goes in, then uh, it, it, it's right as i say and and it, that's just skill and julian again you can speak to this from your days of, of teaching people and that, that that there's no shortcuts to getting things right uh the more time you spend on the way in the less time you'll spend at the end of the process and the better i think the better performances and the better products you'll have as well that's my own view and as i say and hanging around, when when you've spent time with a really decent uh Lighting guy or director of photography on a film shoot, it's like spending time with a really good sound engineer and recording engineer. It's just, they just get it right. They know what they're
0: doing. Same goes and for songwriters, cut, no, Sorry? Same goes for songwriters. You, you know when you've got a really good songwriter in the studio um and you've got a really good song to work on. You mean because they've finished the no, song they're, they're, before they get there? No. I've worked with quite a few songwriters that come in and it, their song isn't quite ready it's not completely um, arranged right for recording that, you know, there's vague ideas about what we're going to do on the intro and on the outro and the bridge isn't finished, those sort of things. And you kind of jump into the session going, this isn't really working, but if you actually take the technology out of it and then just pick up the guitar and work out what is missing from the song and keep writing the song until the song is absolutely ready, you can then uh, have a really productive session recording
1: did this resonate for you
2: julian oh completely and it's not just um things i've said to students but also in in my own kind of practice but it's there's something that i've I've said quite a few times which is kind of spend longer tracking and less time mixing just because it's kind of a lot of things have got quite inverted Um, and there is this mentality of fixing in the mix but it's not just that it's also time pressures and uh availability of of you know the 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 venue at which the recording's happening which may or may not be a studio i mean with you know so portable rigs and stuff like that but it's also just getting the people together and um and you you there's a pressure to get as much done as you can and uh, to you know kick the can downstream as it were but if it's not right then it's never going to be right and I mean, it makes me think of—I uh, mean—quite a few things I've, I've sort of seen and read with you know, r- really well-known, um, successful mix engineers, and so often they don't say anything very interesting, and it's not their fault. It's because there wasn't much to do. They go, "Well, what did I do?" Well, I, uh, I. Sat down in front of the console and I pushed all the faders up and everything was pretty much sorted. So I did all the stuff that everyone does every time they do something. You know what I mean? the the really the really successful recordings don't necessarily make the best uh, material for explanation, just because it's like, well, everything was done properly and it was fine, and you know that's how it should be. But it's it's quite difficult to 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 make a a good example out of it. Put it that way.
1: Yeah, um, I remember. G- I remember James. I asked James Ivy once for a track. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast. So I could do a fifteen-minute mix uh, thing that Dan was doing, so, and I was going to do it with the Pro Tools plugins. And he sent me over this track that he'd done. And within three minutes, I was done. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's not gone to plan, has it? Because he just <laughs> such, done such a great job of tracking. All yeah. I could do was ruin it. Mm. You uh, get this? All, Go on. You know, I, all the best I could do was throw up the faders, balance it, bit of compression a bit of reverb, and I'm done. And that was it. It was like the sh- shortest possible mix. Mm. Uh,
2: I, I, I think of this from, um, uh, from days doing live work. And there's those days when everything's terrible and you're questioning your fundamental competence because everything sounds awful and you blame yourself utterly. And then... The next band come on, and uh, you think I'm a genius. I'm the best person that's ever been at this. This sounds like the best thing that's ever happened. And the difference is the band. It's not you. It's what's coming to you. And if if you've got a really good band, then you can just push the faders up, and stand back, and take the credit because you know it is that easy. But uh, it's 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 when you've got stuff that's nearly right great if stuff's just all over the place i mean i'm i'm yet to be convinced that there's any saving if it's if it's fundamentally not right it's never going to be
0: oh you'll, you'll never save it my you'll never save it um and it sounds uh good. you'll save it and you'll just get pissed off with it you'll just abandon it you go well that's as good as it's going to get and in the time that you spent trying to fix something you may as well have just gone back around and re-recorded it Uh, that's my mindset if something is you know going down the microphone and it's not sounding right on the third time it's like no we're not recording anymore you're practicing or we're going to work out another way of doing this or we're not doing this um otherwise i'm going to be sitting here for god knows how long fixing the bloody thing note for note that's that's not art that's uh that's a question i'd like to ask don't you with the with
1: the sometimes without even their permission. I've gone through and started to repair stuff in mixes when I've been asked to mix a track. Uh, Sometimes that means deleting tracks. But sometimes it means adding parts in or fixing stuff or changing stuff around. Uh, Perhaps that's not mixing to some people. Perhaps mixing is just basically trying to make the original track sound good. Uh, But sometimes you're handed stuff and you think, you know what, you could add to this. I don't mean remixing, I mean just adding, let's say. I had a track about four years ago that I was sent for mix and I thought, this would sound fantastic with a string part on it. So I added a string part and then and then mixed it and sent it back and they loved it.
0: Mm, yeah. I don't
1: know how people feel about that.
2: It's a bit of a judgment call. I mean, it very much depends who it is, doesn't it? But, uh, but I mean, yeah. certainly
1: it's... Well, they can always tell you to take it back off again, can't they?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's good... <laughs> you think you've improved it? Can you unmute my sax solo, please? That kind of thing, yeah. But uh...
1: Which reminds me of a great story. Years and years ago, a friend of mine was recording some live some live music and apparently the sax player was a real, real dickhead uh, and really arrogant. So I was in the studio the day he was mixing this live album and he put the faders up and the sax started playing and he hit the mute button and he said, that's
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a better one. A friend, friend of mine was mixing a live set of... Um... Uh, Led Zepp tribute bands, same, similar sort of thing. The, the front man was really arrogant, really, really arrogant. And he was mixing, um, the live stems from, uh, their cover of Cashmere. And you know, that really long note, uh, <laughs> Robert Plant sings, All will be revealed. That one, he moved it about half a step down. So it was flat. I think this was at Glastonbury oh, as well. So it was their biggest gig. And it's like, come have a listen to this. He was like, oh, my God, I sung that. Oh, my God, that's really bad. He sung it pitch perfect, but yeah, just to catch I, him I, off.
2: That's a, that's <laughs> something I've fantasised about doing, but I've never actually dared go near. But the trick is to kind of, is to is to pitch shift it, maybe just like a quarter tone one way or the other, but only in the monitors. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, that's, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fun we, we can could do that. So, Julian, you found a video that we of a guy that we probably should have on the team. Do you want to talk about it?
2: Uh, this, I I found this and I shared it with the team, and I said um, I said something on the lines of uh, "This is excruciating," and uh, generally getting it. It wouldn't be funny if it wasn't based in truth. The bit that really got me was the with without with without because I think we've all been there. But uh, yeah, um, there's some ripe material that somebody's identified and exploited, and yeah, what a genius! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was our but,
1: biggest it was our biggest story of the week in terms of readership uh we put it up as i said if you can't take it if you can't laugh at yourself then you you need to start laughing at yourself more because we we got this and we talked about i talked about it with Mike we put it up and it's just hilarious, yeah. absolutely yeah. hilarious this guy, and just everything he says is as, as Julian says. I know I've made videos where I've said this is with and without and realised that the plugins bypassed. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Uh, <laughs> the fact that it's a
2: ginger guy with a beard, I mean, this is pretty uncomfortable for me, all <laughs> he's
1: not, He's got grey hair, this guy. Has he? Yeah, he's got grey hair. He's not he's got ginger hair. You're fine. You're safe. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't got hair at all, so I'm definitely safe. Unfortunately, now we've put it out there, I think we've added 2,500 extra views onto his YouTube, and uh, the people are starting to call people on it and say, that's so-and-so. And that's so and so, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's a parody of anybody in particular. It's just a parody, uh, and he's done some work on it because when he shows the shot of all the plugins, they're not real plugins, are no, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're fake plugins. So somebody's obviously done some some uh, gr- some motion graphics on it. It's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, uh, and just as I say, he's just he just comes out with just endless things that make
0: me laugh.
2: It's it's the um, confidence that really kind of uh, oh well if it isn't like that it isn't and chucking in made up jargon got words
0: and, yeah plug ons oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: talks about plug outs doesn't he and he says plug-outs. he says it will it improve your highs it'll uh, it'll sort your mid drift out try, sort your mid drift yeah. out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I've just I've just paused his video to look at the look at the track where he's actually got his plugins I don't know what plugins they are. uh but they are—it's genius how somebody's done it, uh, or perhaps it's just a really naff uh, GUI of some product somewhere, but very cleverly done. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. It's just genius, and uh, uh, who got caught by the end of it as well? Never, 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 and then it just—it freezes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very clever. Um, I,
2: I don't know if we're going to get much breadth of opinions about this because basically we all thought that was funny, but we would. I mean, if we didn't find this funny, then I don't know who would. Because uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. howled when uh,
1: I watched that. It was I've so tracked fun. him down now. I might get I might interview the guy to find out why he did it in the first place and and what he was actually uh, modeling it on because it is uh, utterly brilliant. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. It's Brown on Sand with Woody Brown, <laughs> obviously not his real name oh uh, <laughs> bullfrog in the onion bag uh, yeah keep the gammon pumping
2: uh, <laughs> Oh, dear. it all sounds like it means something but you just don't I mean no he is grey why did I think he was ginger good grief okay
1: yeah yeah check it out it's uh, utterly brilliant let's move on to the community feedback this is sponsored by our friends at RSPE Audio
0: The Pro Tools Expert Community Feedback is brought to you with the kind support of RSPE audio solutions. Great people and great prices. There is finally an affordable way to get yourself some PMC studio monitors. PMC's new Result 6 is the result of 26 years of painstaking development, bringing you PMC's patented technology and sound at an affordable price. Contact RSPE or visit the RSPE website using the link in the podcast notes to learn more about the result 6. Andrew steermo
2: has been in touch. Hi, PTE team. As I am in search of the next Pro Tools computer for my needs, currently running a 2011 Mac Mini quad-core i7 that's getting long in the tooth, I've been interested in the Nux NUCs NUCs oh, um, since James PCs. did a review of one last year. I remember them. Yeah. They were interesting. Yeah. I've put a link to the new model that's coming out this spring that certainly has my attention. I'm hoping that perhaps James or maybe Alan could have a look at it and see... When it comes out, how it performs running Pro Tools and determine if this new model would be the Mac Mini killer. I'm almost ready to move away from Apple, but I like the small form factor. Could this be it? Um, yeah, I remember those. Those little, what, what we call them? nuts no, But yeah, yeah, little kind of like oblong, kind of like dark um, Intel thing that was really powerful. For, for for what it was and, and not
0: not a lot of money either.
2: They, I mean they weren't they weren't cheap, cheap, but they were not expensive in any yeah. way. Uh,
1: and the latest one comes with four video ports, two Thunderbolt ports, seven USB three ports. So it's 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 fully loaded for a baby. Mm. Uh and it's running a an I7 eighth gen chip, isn't it? Uh it's unfortunately got a skull on the top of it for some bizarre reason, but there we go. <laughs> uh it's okay, it's small enough to hide, so, you know. Yeah, so, uh, but it's coming in the spring. Do you do, do you know what the price is on it? Do we know?
0: No, not off the top of my head. I can't see it on uh, their website.
1: But if it was sub 500, that would be a good machine to take a look at, wouldn't it? Uh,
2: the the first one was, was, I think, was a little more than that, so.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, and we did a review of one, did we? James um, did a little video with one uh, with our friend Richard's um, a little while back. To a power test. I have to yeah. dig around. Anyway, for the video we'll, we'll for yeah, it. we'll
1: we'll we'll throw the idea at Alan and James and see if somebody does a review for you. Uh, always always up for a, always up for trying to make a computer crash.
2: Oh, I'm seeing uh nine 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 dollars and the smaller one seven nine nine.
1: Yeah, so five hundred quid. Yeah. Not bad. Definitely Very worth nice. checking out though. Very nice, yeah. Yeah. And uh Dan, have you come to us any place yet with your computer? Because you, you said, you are you going to hang
0: on to see what the new Mac Pro is? I am i don't want to do that. Uh, I'm just holding off for the minute. Um, still got debts on this studio I want to pay off. Do you know what I mean? I just want to clear that yeah. before I uh, make any more investments because I know how Sod's Law works. And it'll be, oh, I bought myself a new computer. Oh, crap, I can't afford it. So, yeah, just giving a little bit of time between that. This old Mac is still going strong. Uh, I don't really trust it. 'Cause it's so old, but you know, I'll gamble a little bit. Wasn't that a Shaking Stevens song, This Old Mac? It's as good
1: as you're gonna get out of me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to some questions from the community. First question, IS IHUJA, dear Pro expert. I've recently acquired an artist mix and was surprised to find that all insert parameters mapped the knob faders in the wrong direction. HF to LF I haven't found much documentation about this issue and older videos from 2016 on your YouTube show plugins like the uh, DNS one mapping the right way around, LF to HF. Do any of you use the Artist Mix and has there been a fix uh, to this issue? i found threads regarding the S6 where mixes talk about the plugin parameters order and how to fix it by creating layouts but no info on the Artist Mix. I'm currently running Pro Tools HD 2018.1 and Yukon 3.7. I've tried twelve eight two and Yukon three three two as well. Thanks for real be- uh, thanks for running a fab resource. I only said, "Thanks for rubbing a fab resource." <laughs> then, but I think I'd be arrested for that anyway. Uh, anybody, Julian? Um, well, I, I don't. I've never
2: used uh, an artist mix personally. I've been around them quite a bit, but um, but not actually engaged with it on any kind of level. I mean, r- wrong direction. I suppose that is the wrong direction. Uh, but um, what I do notice is in this uh, new release in 2018.3, loads of the stuff seem to be about uh, about control surfaces and um, and uh, plug-in uh, plug pages and and stuff like that. So, I mean, it looks like something that might be being addressed at the moment. Whether or not it's been addressed on something like the Artist Mix, I didn't see reference to one. It was mostly S6 stuff that I was seeing, a bit of S3. But... um no frankly i haven't i haven't used it so i can't really i can't really comment any further than uh than this stuff looks like it's being looked at and addressed and uconn seems to have had a bit more development recently than it has for a little while but for the artist mix i don't know if that's receiving the same attention i don't know if they they share the same files that you know uh that lay out the stuff on the surface i've, I've really not something i've got any uh got any knowledge of so uh Alan's
0: got one of these, hasn't he? Alan's got a, an artist mix.
2: He's got, he, he had a D command, but has he got an artist mix?
0: I think he did. My concern
1: is, isn't, he says he's acquired an artist mix. I wonder if he's acquired a used one, because isn't the whole point of Yukon that it just maps anyway? Doesn't, there's no messing around, is there, with Yukon? You just plug it in and it works.
2: Well, it's, certainly it's not something you can, you can change yourself. I mean, it's, it's, laid, exactly. out, it's laid out.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- that's what it's like. A, it's not like a mappable system. It's mapped at factory. Yeah, and if it's uh, ma-
2: what if it's mapped in what he's seeing is the wrong way round. Which I'd agree. I'd expect to see kind of like left to right. I would expect to see L F to H F. Definitely, that's the, kind of the way I'd read that. So if it's the wrong way round, then I don't know if that's by design or or an oversight or a mistake. But yeah, I'd find it kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I would suggest you. I would. I would try first resetting your artist mixer if it, to factory uh, settings. Uh, I'm just checking now to see if there is a very simple way of doing that. Uh, it's a very long manual, uh, but I'm guessing there must be a turn it on, th- hold down three knobs or whistling, or something that would make it. Uh, then uh, start from scratch. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps it's all in the software. Uh, but did you never have one, Dan? No, 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 I've always had the digi stuff or so, the avid
0: stuff. Um, and your
1: digi stuff as well isn't Yukon,
0: is it? No, it's just it's mapped directly. Um, no, and this, this just works. You just turn it on, plug it in via ethernet, and it's uh, that's it. Nothing you can but do, but in the
2: same way, you have no control over yeah, where exactly, stuff is yeah, out. Yeah, There's yeah. no kind of like custom fader stuff, no, or no, layouts or any of these things that you can do on the higher end stuff.
0: Nope. None of that. But
2: it's the right way round on on a, on a C24, presumably,
0: yeah. in terms of you've got... You've, yeah, there's, going, there's nothing that I've ever thought wrong about this layer uh, on this or other Digi stuff.
1: Yeah, I know you could, I've just looked in the menu, you can reset the name and the IP address, but there doesn't seem to be anything to reset the system. Uh, I'd check you've got the latest, does he say he's got the latest firmware or just the latest software?
2: It doesn't mention firmware.
1: Yeah, because I check that you're running the latest firmware as well. Mm. Uh, I mean,
2: hopefully it's it's a it's a it's a black artist mix, not one of the old silverface euphonics ones, because that's an artist mix as well, isn't it? I don't know; they weren't called artist mix, was it? That was just. Uh, oh, it's going back too far. I, I couldn't really speak to that. But pre-avid. What pre-avid? Yeah, what I'm saying is they've been around an awfully long time, and I don't know if there've been any changes under the hood. But um, it's uh, it's sort of reasonably non-specific. It's it's an artist mix, so I'm going to guess it's the current model.
1: Yes, you could be right. Anyway, Aish, uh, yeah, we'd we'd say check your firmware as well as your as – because your, uh, you can update the firmware on Artist Mix, definitely, uh, and check that you're running the latest firmware uh, as well as other things. And, right, moving on. Uh, no name for this, but the name seems to be Dawson, uh, who seems to be up the creek. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> Help, aggregate device, it says. Uh, ...unless that's their name. Uh, I can't seem to get anyone to help me with my problem. I've been running a UAD Apollo quad for about five years. I want to get into recording more live drums. I was told I could connect my Behringer X32 and get 16 channels with preamps. That's great, and it will help me get started. But I really want to run the Apollo and the X32 so I can use the monitor outs of the Apollo and the first few channels... I've gone through a dozen aggregate tutorials and set them up. I can't g- seem to get them to work together. They work fine by themselves, but not together. I'd love to have the first eight channels of my Apollo like normal and then 16 channels of the X32. Are you recording a heavy metal drummer wow. um, with uh, 24 channels there? Do you know how to make this happen?
2: I, I've uh, got a suggestion on this. Go on. Uh, well, um, you could you could try aggregate. None of us would recommend it. It's no. it's just a bag of pain. Don't do it. I know it says it works, but it doesn't. Frankly, I mean, it kind of it, it works until it doesn't, and it's just I I don't need that, and I am sure you don't. So, if you want twenty four, no, not going to happen. But if you want to use the Apollo with the X thirty two then what I recommend you try is uh, you run the X32, so you've got your 16 channels. That's all you're going to get. But then, oh, actually, possibly you could do a little better. Uh, But uh, the thing about the Apollo is that if you're using a single Apollo, they continue to work and keep their routing through console and also keep their plugin instantiations when disconnected from a computer. So... Because it's low latency, use it as a kind of like a hardware straight through device. Um, plug your uh, plug as as many as many channels of Apollo as you can into your X thirty two. Plug up your mics into the Apollo. Do you see what, how this is working through your through your um, uh, UAD plugins, and then set up the routing in console so that you can then pass that straight through. You see what I mean? So you're 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 using both, but you're not addressing both of them from your DAW because that's not going to work without aggregation.
1: So that's what I'd do. It could potentially work, and if you, you know what I would do, if they still make it, I would get an XDAT card for the X for the uh, the Behringer, which gives you 32 ADAT outputs, word clock, 32 ADAT inputs on the back of your Behringer board put all your drums into that, then bring them into the back of the Apollo via ADAT, and you can run it all through the Apollo.
2: Oh, I hadn't thought about doing it that way around.
1: Uh, yeah, do cost, that. It would cost you $299. The X, Behringer X-ADAT, it's a card that goes into the into the back of the uh, 32. It's, it's, it's a 32 in and out expansion card for the X32 digital console. Uh, because as Julian's already said, aggregate device in theory is brilliant. In practice, it's a bag of hurt. Because you get clocking issues, uh, it, they, the, the clocks can't be trusted when you start working like that. Whereas if you did this, you got word clock out via BNC. Uh, you can use, as I say, toss link connections. No jokes, please. Uh, out, straight out to your to your, uh, to, your uh, to your Apollo. Uh, and if you run, because it, it's got four of them out as well, that means you could run. Two sets of them at ninety six k. If you really want to go to high to high frame rates as well, uh, so that would be my route of making
0: this work. I don't know about you guys? Yeah, no, I'm with Russ. I'm with Russ. No, I'm with Russ on that. That sounds like a very good solution. Uh, that does sound good. Uh, I'll go um, that.
2: The I was I was looking at some um, uh, looking at what you can do with um, running an Apollo not connected to a uh, to a computer you can't run multiples because um uh because the the data chaining happens over thunderbolt and the computer has to be the master thunderbolt device in that chain so you can't do that but an individual one you can run them uh if you uh, as long as you don't power it down you'll keep your plugin instantiations which I think is quite interesting. Um, I've always thought it'd be quite nice to use one live, although you'd have to have kind of like a laptop and then set it up and then disconnect the laptop, put it away, and then you could just use it as something to run straight through for for a Unison plugin or something like that.
1: But but he actually wants to use it for monitor outs. If you read, he wants to use the Apollo as his monitor controller as well.
2: Yeah, um, I mean monitor outs, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean if 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 he wants to do it that way around, then the thing I'm suggesting isn't isn't really going to go. Um, although. For monitoring, I mean, you know, if you've got an output, then I'm sure you can use it and uh, whatever, whatever's going to work for what you're trying to do. I think really what it comes down to really is just kind of like, do you actually need 24 ins, or is it that you want to use the UAD stuff with the Apollo and kind of what's the priority?
1: Yeah, my, as I say, I think my money's on the next dat from Raringer. doing it that way. Uh, then you're basically running your, your, your X32
0: as a big preamp. Uh yeah, got good sounding prees those things. Midas prees if I remember. James has got one, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I've used one a fair few times as well. Really nice desk. Good. Right. Izzy's been in touch. She she's asked for a
2: recommendation for a shotgun mic, which is cheaper than the Rode NGT two, which is already a cheap shotgun mic. So uh um this might be a bit of a challenge, but uh, we have no more information than that. Don't know what she's recording into. Um, whether it's DSLR or whether it's into a, a field recorder or something else, but um, do we have anything that we know of that's cheaper than NGT two that anybody's used?
0: Yeah, um, SE Electronics Pro Mic Laser. I bought one uh, a little while ago, and uh, it's well, it's designed really for uh, DSLR sort of uh, work, um, powered by one battery, uh, cable, mini jack cable from the back of the mic into the uh, audio in on your DSLR and that's it. Really simple. Sounds pretty good. Um, you get a very short little coily cable in that. That's not very good. Get yourself another cable, something a little bit longer, because then you can position the microphone on the boom stand if you need to somewhere else in the room. Uh, yeah. And that is, uh, well, if you shop around, you'll get it for less than 40 pounds, which is pretty good value for money. Um, yeah. Worth worth checking okay, out. Okay.
2: So- I didn't know how much the road is, but the road I'm seeing is it's about hundred and seventy pound. So that does leave a bit of wriggle room. So how much is that one you're saying, Dan?
0: Forty quid. 35 ten. Thirty five yeah, okay. yeah if you shop around. And um... that's
2: because i 'cause I'm I'm just thinking about ones that I've used, um, as opposed to ones that, you know, I can find on Google. And I Aye. there was quite a nice Be- there was quite a nice bayer dynamic one that I used that didn't strike me as being super expensive, but I haven't yet found a price for it. But there seems to be a few things out there if you want a full XLR equipped um shotgun mic um of course it depends what you're using what you're using it for exactly just because certainly I I've, I've wondered why they haven't worked very well in the past and um uh it's the the idea is that they're very good at rejecting uncorrelated sound that's coming from the sides so they they're not great in a in a reverberant environment which sort of uh Tallies with what I've found. Certainly, I've, I've been disappointed by uh, my unrealistic expectations the first few times I've used a used a shotgun mic. But uh,
1: yeah, I use a Sennheiser MKH eighty. But the, you're talking six hundred quid, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's probably one of the. Oh, I found terms the of Bayer
2: a... one. It's basically the same money as the uh, as the as the Rode. So it's uh, it's not really appropriate in this case.
1: Yeah. So that, I think that's the one, that's the one to. Uh,
2: Excellent. Well, got an answer.
1: Pro Tools Expert Podcast is created using Source Connect Now from Source
0: Elements. Register now for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
2: If you've ever tried to do interviews over the internet with apps like Skype, you'll know how hit and miss the audio quality and connection can be. And even on a good day, it isn't really good enough for a long-form interview. We now use Source Connect now, which offers ISDN equivalent quality audio using a Chrome browser. No software to install. To get your free account, follow the link in the podcast notes.
1: So let's move on to Find of the Week. These are sponsored by UJAM.
2: UJAM Instruments plugins are your studio companions always on call when you want to ride play and record tracks take seat in the producer's chair and tell your player what you need this means a maximum of musical and sonic integrity and versatility and a minimum of your precious energy required to get there discover our virtual instruments at ujam.com
0: so dan what's your find of the week Uh, My find of the week is a guitar, uh, a Taylor GS uh, Mini Coa guitar. It's uh, it's my wife's. um, I bought it for her for her birthday at the beginning of the year. Um, But I haven't had a chance to take it down the studio and do some recording with it. I did last week and, oh my word, it sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, We've got quite a few acoustics. I think we've got about seven or eight of them. Um, And they all sound different you know, love it. love them all. That's why I've got them all. Uh, but this, wow, it's got such, such a nice tone. Uh, with just one microphone on it. Yeah. I'm quite jealous. This is not the first time I've bought something for my wife like this and gone, Oh damn it. I want one. <laughs> so yeah, wasn't, wasn't
1: this, wasn't this purchased for your wife under the pretense of a birthday present? It was her birthday
0: present. Yeah. 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 But she's been using it so much. I haven't had a chance to sort of, you know, nick it for me for the day. Um, but yeah, I did last week. Had a client in. I thought, you? "I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nick the Koa." Uh, yeah, and it's really nice guitar for. It was about seven hundred quid. It's it's a loss of guitar for what I don't think is a loss of money for a quality instrument. Uh, you've got a Taylor, haven't you, Russ? I've got yeah,
1: yeah. I've got a four one four CE. I've had it for uh, where are we? At least fifteen years. It's just as good as the day I bought it. It's gorgeous. They are. One of the nicest guitars to play live and one of the nicest guitars to record. They're balanced yeah. and uh, they're just—they have a personality, but without being overbearing. I find some acoustics are either just too too big, that they're, they're like a huge, got a big huge ass on their bottom end, or they're too too jangly. But but the tail is just so lovely and balanced, and just as I say, just just fantastic record even i've got an old one so the Fishman's still good on it though for live work uh we just want to plug in a jack and just get on with it
2: yeah i've got i've got one the original Taylor babies which um i don't know if you said i've used it in a video i used it for doing a nashville style part on that um on one of the videos that i did for the avid series recently and um that's what i tend to use it for these days i think it's good. It just kind of sits really well but i'm just checking this one out down and this is a lot more at market than mine i mean i got mine i don't know more than 10 years ago but mine's kind of like you know uh, the most basic construction it's got a couple of screws in the in the t- in the fingerboard that just are black headed so you can't really see them unless you look closely but you know it's the most basic construction it works, but you know you can see. But that looks like a really rather fancy thing. So it's
0: a lovely little instrument, really, really yeah. nice. Uh, it, it suits her I mean, style, like the same. and uh, yeah. yeah, just in, in the studio, it sounds. And the wood. So it's a is it, is it
1: a mini guitar?
0: Yeah, it's sort of uh, like a what I think what Ed Sheeran would call them is a traveller's guitar. Um, yeah, they short are, scale. They are think, small. But
1: well, they're they in a short scale, don't they, rather? Yeah, It's not like yeah. a ukulele. No,
0: no, 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 no. It's just no, a No, but it's very short sound. scale.
2: Yeah. This looks the same as mine, looking at the kind of the uh, angle the strings are breaking over the nut. It looks like it's the same size. And yeah, they're tiny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still got a nice big sound, but not... I mean, I'm, I didn't have to do much to this, uh, to the recording in Pro Tools. It just had a lovely sound down the microphone uh, straight off. And I think, you know, the smaller body uh, was the reason. Um, and it just had a lovely nice top end to it. Not too bright. It wasn't boomy. Just perfect. really nice. I like it when a quality instrument gets a quality recording and you just go, that sounds great. Let's move on. Let's do something else. Yeah. A mate of mine, well, a guy who used
1: to play on my albums is now one of their demonstrators. Uh, he used to be the session guitarist on my albums and, uh, so, but I've I've loved them for years. I think they're fantastic guitars. I know people choose things like Martins, and, and a lot of English people treat, choose things like Loudons, but these are very special guitars. So I've always had a place in my heart for Taylor. I think they're a great great brand. And uh, uh, yeah, if there was ever a fire, I'd pick up my Taylor before I picked up my family. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. Yeah, I'm just telling a million people now. Though. <laughs> uh, anyway. Julian, what's your find of the week?
2: Oh, well, mine's guitar related as well, actually. Um, it's a little thing, but it's a is a Planet Waves Pro Winder, which is uh, which is something that I presented to some people that were at the house yesterday, saying, "What's that then?" And none of them got it; they could not figure out what it was. But... Was it like a
1: QI moment? Was
2: it? Well, you pretty much. But if you haven't seen it, it's it's like it's like a, a pair of uh, it's like a bottle opener. It's like a little pair of side cutters. Um, but off one of the handles, there's a there's a string winder, and uh, as in, like you know, the bit that goes on the peg, and uh, yeah, it's it's a little ten quid thing, and I've strung a lot of guitars in my time. I used to maintain the inventory at a, at a big music department in a, in a big college, and you know these guitars were in and out and in and out constantly, and I, I was changing strings a lot, and uh, yeah, I used to use a string winder, but that was but not every time, and you know I, I can I can do this. My my string winding is neat. <laughs> But this thing, I, I restrung my guitar yesterday and I just went, that is immaculate and quick and lovely and, uh, yeah, no problem at all. Um, it's, I mean, I've always done it before. We've just kind of got a little pair of side cutters and, and, all, and just done it that way. But having everything there, loved it. I mean, it sounds like a little thing, but it's kind of like, what's a tool for if not to make something you can do anyway a bit easier and a bit quicker and a bit neater? But it doesn't have to be life-changing it's just a thing that's worth having around so i i think it's
0: great i've just i've just bought it on amazon it's I'm, I'm buying it honestly it's, it, it's it's uh it's a swiss army knife by the looks of it
2: yeah yeah and, yeah. and russ will be pleased to hear that the uh, the string winder also fits banjos so
0: <laughs> and well there's a cutter obviously
1: so you can cut banjo strings quickly <laughs> So it, pull, is it, it pulls pins, doesn't it? It winds stuff and it cuts strings. The the, the, the pin pulling thing
2: was actually the thing I was most pleased about because my my full size guitar I've had for twenty odd years and it's still got the original pegs in it, and I've always I've always used a two P, which is a terrible thing to do, but you know, it's like, but this thing it's just kind of like pops on the end and you can just pull them straight out and it's so easy. So uh, yeah, it's. Like I say, it's simple. There's nothing clever about it. But it's 10 quid, and life is a little bit better if you've got one. So, you know.
1: <laughs> so, Russ, what's yours? It has to be Brown on Sound. That video is just genius. <laughs> I Even the, the
2: name of it makes uh, me yeah, smile. Yeah, I
1: want, I want I want, Woody <laughs> Brown. I think that's his name, isn't it? I want him to make a series of video tutorials. I might try and get him on the team to do one a week, uh, because uh, he's just the best. Absolutely. The, it's just, as I say, when I watched it, I was just... I think it was just beautifully executed, uh, beautifully edited, and really well thought through. And, uh, yeah, he, he deserves he deserves a lot of success as a comedian because it's just a brilliant video. And if you haven't watched it, I do recommend it. It made my week. Uh, I, I spat my coffee. I really did when I saw it the first time. And uh brought to mind several people I know. Uh, the only thing that he did miss out on this one was the little picture of himself in the bottom right hand corner uh, yes. while he was doing it. <laughs> did you have people sending it to you, Russ? And now it was only just—I saw it through the team team messaging because service. I,
2: I had people that I'd worked with in the past sending it to me, and I was thinking, I'm not strictly comfortable with that. <laughs> and I was saying, yeah, already seen it, already winced, already shared it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, on that funny note, it's good night from me. It's good night from me.
2: And it's good night from
1: me. Good night.